Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, episode number three of 2020 uh, of the uh, Impact Job Talk. And I'm here with uh, our special guest, Mark Herman, who's in from Tampa this week, enjoying some pretty nice Michigan weather, I think. Uh, and then Matt Peel. Um, so today we're going to uh, talk a little bit about working on contracts. So the, uh, the American Staffing Association predicts that, or estimates that there are about 3 million people working in temporary and contract type of roles. Uh, so um, I don't know if you can talk a little bit about how we at Impact help individuals with contract type of roles. Matt, if you want to start. Yeah. Thanks again for having us, Mark. Yeah. But yes, we uh, definitely uh, function in the contract uh, space. Most of our contracts are client-driven. They, they come to us for a specific technical or functional need for a specific period of time, whether they're trying to uh, meet uh a demand in production or uh, a maternity leave, whatever the, the business driver may be. But we certainly uh, qualify or play in that space of helping contract folks find contract roles. Okay. And for somebody looking to work full-time, uh, I would say maybe uh, trying out a contract role would be a good, good way to get to know the company first a little bit uh, before deciding whether you want to stick with them. And same for the company. So I don't know if you can talk about that a little bit sort of the try-before-you-buy sure. um, scenario, if you want to look at it that way. Sure. Well, what, what I've encountered recently, and I'm sorry, my name's Mark Herman. I'm, I'm in the Tampa branches. With the younger generation, a lot, of, a lot of them are more interested in pursuing their passion and making sure that company culture aligns with their passion and what's important to them, not just bringing home a check. So I'm finding that contract and temporary work is appealing to the uh, the younger generation, so they can go in and do just as you said. Try before you buy. Make sure that the uh, you know the corporate culture aligns with what's best for them, and that they're supporting you know their their passions through that. So th that's what I'm kind of seeing there. Yep. And I think we talked about corporate culture in our last podcast as well. How that's going to be really important. We did. Most organizations, as Marcus has said, uh, a lot of uh, the younger generation want to make sure. They're not making a decision about a job after one or two interviews. They want to get in there and get a sense of, uh, of the culture and, and whatnot. From the client side of the equation, um, they're choosing to go a contract or a contract to hire route um, because they've had a bad experience in the, in the past. So they're coming at it with opposite business drivers than the candidate side or the person that's looking to do the contract scenario. So a lot of times those worlds may or may not mesh. Um, typically the contract side is for a specific period. If uh, you know they, they get along really, really well, then the, the client will offer them uh, you know, a permanent role. But that typically isn't the scenario going in is that, that contract, to hire, uh, contract to hire scenario. It's I need a specific functional or technical skill set. I need it for a specific duration and get in and get out. Um, but a lot of times we do see candidates start out as a uh, temporary role and then they get hired in full-time. Absolutely. The, the benefit, as Mark uh, was, was saying, for the candidate is um, try before you buy. Make sure yeah. it's the right environment. Just because the client wants to hire the, the, the individual on permanently doesn't mean the individual feels the same. So it's still a, a working interview, if you will, to make sure both sides like one another. The candidate conversely could love them, and the client's like, eh, we're not so sure. We're going to just right. extend this contract. So um, there's a lot of moving parts in it, and and uh, um, 
as you said, there's there's definite pros and cons. Yep. And something else that I think is a big big thing for this year and moving forward uh, is the work life uh, balance and flexibility. And we talked about that in a previous podcast too. But for a contract role, uh, seems especially that you might have more options for working from home, working flexible schedules. You know, maybe you have kids at home, you want to take care of those kinds of things. So, uh, or maybe you live far away from the workplace. So contract roles might lean themselves more towards uh, better work-life balance. I don't know if you have any experience with that. I think in some cases, yes. In most cases, from what I've experienced, no. Um, you're, you're still a new employee, so mm-hmm. you're still expected to be in the office for your shift, whatever those hours are. Uh, unless it's a work remote scenario, you're typically not going to see a whole lot of you know, flexibility and, and extended work, work-life balance. In my opinion, you really need to work to establish trust before you can ask for some of those things. Because right. um, you're still a new employee, whether you're contract, permanent, temporary, it doesn't matter. You still have to make that first impression and you know, create those relationships and establish the trust. Yeah, I totally agree on that aspect. They're not bringing in a contractor any different than they are a permanent employee. And here's the hours. I need you to be there. If you are who you say you are after a period of three, six months, then we can talk about a little bit of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Where we typically see the, the work-life balance for contract workers as at the end of that contract. If it's a three-month contract, six-month contract, nine-month contract, whatever it is, then they have the ability to disconnect for for travel for a month or, or two and then jump back into the, the, the contract world or contract game, if you will. So that's typically where their work-life balance comes in because on the contract side, you're not... You're not getting benefits. You're not getting sick time, vacation time, personal time. Uh, it's so we might see more of that maybe in the sort of the gig type of contract where somebody might say, hey, we just need you to update our website. We know it's going to take a few weeks. We don't care if we do it in the morning or at night. Just get it done, that kind of thing. So depending on the on their situation a little bit, I think. Yeah, it depends on the criticality of the project and and uh, what type of SLA they have in place to get the get the thing done most of the uh, organizations we're working with that that mark spoke about is they are sizable you know uh, businesses that uh, um, have a specific deliverable that needs to be met and and we're not letting someone come in and kind of craft their own hours right they've got to they got to prove themselves right and the expectation of that contract or temporary employee is the same of any other permanent employee right yeah okay um and then Something else that some people might feel like the benefit of working as a contractor is they might come in here and they're actually working for us. So when they go into the workplace, uh, they may not necessarily have to deal with the office politics as much. I don't know if you have any thought on that, but maybe they're, they're coming in, they're working for us, they're doing the, whatever the contract is, and then they know they're going to leave after a few months. So they may not have to, if, they, if that's something important to them, not get involved as much with all the stuff going on in the office, participating in internal meetings, those kinds of things. Yeah, we definitely see it more on the engineering and IT side of the equation mm-hmm. where uh, they have um, very de- very marketable skills, very uh, uh, in-demand type of functional or technical skills where they don't want to get involved with you know, sitting in these conference rooms and having scope of change discussions and, and how this may affect you know the the purchasing department and how their feelings may be with this this implementation, and that's a piece that that can derail and lengthen projects. Yep. Doesn't matter if it's an IT engineer or accounting finance for that matter, but they don't want to be part of it. Here's my role. Here's what you need me to do. I'm here for a specific purpose. Uh, hired gun mentality. Get me in and get me out. Yep. 
And then another benefit to some people, if you're sort of in a career mode where you kind of want to get from one contract to the next, you get to know a lot of people. So there's a lot of good networking going on where you get to know people within different companies that could help your career sort of in the long term. So I don't know if you can kind of share some thoughts on that as well, as far as the networking aspect of uh, taking on shorter contracts. We definitely see it, right, um, at all levels, whether it's a staff level or a leadership. Um, when those senior leaders move organizations, they're looking back on their career and trying to find trusted consultants that they work with in the past that have delivered on projects for them, and they want to bring them back in to help them face a current issue they're, they're seeing yep. today. So uh, those connections, those, uh, those both uh, peer level as well as VPs, you know, management level folks that they interface with, they do a good job. They're they're definitely going to gain traction and, and opportunities down the road as, as that person moves on to their their next uh, next role. Yep. So if you're looking at someone who uh, might be switching careers from something one thing to something completely different, they might want to start with a few contract roles uh, to get their feet wet. Maybe get some experience in a few different areas. Where if they took on a full time job, they may not get those different types of experiences all within one job role. So I don't know if you can tie into that as well. If you have candidates yeah. are along you know, those lines. I'm I'm working with a uh, you know a top notch uh, you know HR person right now who has you know been fortunate to to have been with the same company and in the same industry for 18 years, yep. and he's looking to branch out. And you know it's very difficult to leave the industry or the specific sector that you're in, um, and and trying to find something at that level and and salary as well. So. Being open-minded to taking on a contract role is certainly a way to see if you, you know, do in fact want to leave that that sector and, and do something else, uh, you know, for a different type of company. And you know, also with folks that are thinking about retiring early, mm-hmm. contract is perfect. If they're not ready to completely check out yet, they can you know, open themselves up to some contract work and be available for for assignments. And you know, just as Matt was saying earlier, travel the balance of the year and then check back in for another contract. So yep. there are a lot of benefits to being a contractor. Yep, definitely. Now, uh, one of the, I guess, benefits of working full-time is to get the health benefits, all those kinds of things. Well, you do as a <clears throat> contractor or temporary employee as well. As long as you're you know working full-time hours, you have access to benefits with us. Sure, so it's so, more than 90 days. Yeah, 90 yep. days. Yep. Same as internal employees as well. Yep, now... A benefit of working contract is they might get paid more by the hour, as a full as opposed to full time. So, so that could maybe offset if if you do switch around between different contract jobs to maybe uh, be able to still pay for your own benefits and still make more money. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that as far as how that plays out for different people. Really depends on the role, right? It depends on the the level of role and and what one's functional or technical skills are coming into the equation, but. Uh, generally speaking, you would see a contract worker earn a higher hourly rate than somebody that's in a salaried staff role. And that percentage can be nominal, it can be great, it just depends on, on what their skill level is. And most of the clients will offset that and say, hey, we don't have any benefit costs, we don't have any PTO, etc. involved in this person. So yep. uh, generally speaking, you're right, there is a premium, but not in all cases, that's for sure. Sure. And uh, to get into contract work, I would say probably working with a recruiter is one of the best ways to do that because recruiters will have a lot of opportunities. They'll know about certain projects coming up that somebody could tap into. So what would you say is 
as far as working with a recruiter or staffing company, what would be the, the main benefits that you maybe couldn't get to on your own? Yeah, most of the contractors that we work with are very, very good in a specific beating the dead horse functional or technical area, and they use us on the recruiting side as that marketing arm, yep. right? They're very good at their craft, but they're not good at knocking down doors and, and being aware of different opportunities that are out there. We're in the trenches every single day, so uh, by communicating your in and out plan with, with a recruiter, they can proactively market your skills when you're coming available or, or keep you aware of uh, um, some, some different projects that may be of interest to you. But certainly right. there's a huge, huge, huge benefit to working through a recruiter for contract roles. Yep. Generally, it's mm -hmm. what, what I see on my side is we function as their quote-unquote marketing group. And sure. there is no downside to working with a recruiter. We don't charge you a dime. Our fees are paid by the company. So it's our goal to get you placed with a position where you, you're liked, you're valued, and you, you enjoy it. Yep. So is there anything else that you could see that, uh, that we might have not talked about so far that you feel is a, uh, a benefit as far as a contractor or maybe something to consider that's a red flag if depending where you are in your career? where somebody is in their career, I should say. When it comes to red flags, it just depends on who's evaluating a resume and yeah. are they in tune to actually understanding that just because you're a contractor doesn't mean you're necessarily hopping from job to job because that is the nature of that industry. Yeah. So, I mean, oftentimes we'll see folks that have been in permanent positions for a period of time that have transitioned into contract work that want to get back into permanent work and that can be, that can be difficult at times. Yep. Another we've done some podcasts too is how to handle the resume part. If you do have a lot of contract work, how to yep. make that look good on your resume because that could be a tricky part sometimes. And yeah. that's that's one of the services we provide here. We can assist yep. with putting together that resume, making sure it's formatted, you know, to, to you know target what you're looking for, whether sure. that's getting from contract back to perm or the other way. Any other yeah. last minute thoughts? No. The final thing I'd say is if if somebody's listening here that's traditionally been a you know, permanent direct hire type of person that's thinking about the contract, I think the biggest barrier we see is that perception versus reality. I go into a contract role, they can cut me in any time. Uh, we know about today's economic conditions and the turbulence in the market. At the end of the day, we're all at-will employees, meaning we can be terminated for any reason, business downturn or not. So the perception of stability and, and uh, uh, longevity is a permanent or safety, I should say, as a permanent hire versus a contract. Um, most of the people that are making the jump from a direct hire scenario to a contract, that's their biggest perception hurdle. Yeah. Uh, I can be cut at any time. Um, anytime you make a job change, you can be cut at, yep. uh, you know, you get, everyone gets 30, 60, 90 day evaluations. And if there's economic downturn, you can be cut immediately. So yep. um, that perception is just that. That's not really the reality of the contract work. So if there's anyone wanting to get into a contract role or even a full-time, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, on our website, we have all of our jobs listed on there on impactbusinessgroup.com. Uh, we also have other resources like our previous podcast, blog posts, uh, webinars dealing with contract work, resumes, how to handle your contract-listed jobs on your resume, all those kinds of things. So uh, feel free to check that out and uh, hope to uh, have you back in our next episode. Thank you. Thank you.